to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. excited and honored to be hosting and sharing this show and these topics, which go we go richly into sometimes terrain of the uh, difficult to ask about or share about, sometimes the, the facets of sexuality consciousness and the world around us that can be hard to go into. And that's exactly what this is about, um, a chance to be who we are and to openly explore on these deep topics of sexuality, of Tantra of consciousness, maybe kink and fetish, all the, the, the realms of the beauty of being in our body. And it's really about slowing way down. This is that chance to slow down ah, with love and respect as we honor the deep, authentic self and are relating with the world around us. And what we explore on this program is really um, various topics, including simply what is sacred sexuality and things of exploring stories of my own path, education, awareness, discussion, meditations, and ways to connect with and listen deeply to your body. And that's what I'm going to invite us to begin with, as we do, a chance to settle in and arrive on this experience this fine, beautiful morning and Really plug in to being here now ah, as a way to begin. So whether you're joining us live or later as a podcast in the archives, simply take a moment to close your eyes, ah, to invite an exhale with sound, mm. and notice what it feels like to breathe. Ah. Notice what it feels like to give yourself permission to make sound an edgy thing all on its own, can you? Let yourself vibrate, tone, make a sound that your body feels called to make without worries of whether it sounds good or looks okay. Simply be with it. Huh. And dropping your awareness down deep into the belly, opening root gates, feeling your connection with the earth through the floor or through wherever you're relating in this moment to feel your roots deep down into the earth, connecting with the womb of the mother, (sighs) and feel that call, beloved mother, help me connect my body to yours, my womb space, to your womb, help me to feel and to be, Mm, and allow yourself to open, to receive the beautiful currents of possibility. 
Mm, yes, more. Please allow yourself to open to receive divine. Ah, and the awareness of the heavens above to come in and to meet the space of the earth in your body. Acknowledging your body as this chalice, this open container as a possibility of connection of earth with divine heavens, source, universe, stars. Mm, or what I might relate to as divine feminine, divine masculine, let them meet inside you. Mm. And come together in sacred union within and with the breath of gratitude for yourself for taking time for you gently widening your awareness feeling the space above, behind and around you as you gently come back into the space of the awareness of the visual realms gratitude so beautiful thank you all for joining in so we're going to begin with a little bit of an exploration of what's been lighting me up lately and the inspiration for today's show and today's topic and that is a question that has come my way many times and some exploration around that question and the question is uh, regarding sacred sexuality and tantra and this comes sometimes in the form of uh, asking about my classes or private workshops or just the topic in general, um, private sessions. And a question that comes in or even statements around it is I can summarize as sacred sexuality and Tantra. Do I need a partner? And that's the question. More often, actually, it comes in as a statement or an assumption that many people make that they do need a partner. Oh, I don't have a partner, so therefore I can't participate in this experience or I can't come out to this class or et cetera, et cetera. And, and I see where that may come from, right? We think about sex in a very traditional mainstream point of view around sex, and we think of sex like recreational or procreational sex that is about to, to and traditionally to, maybe even more, um, in the mainstream view, but in the mainstream view, it's traditionally two. It's uh, coming together um, to make babies, even like I would if I take it into the really, really um, kind of a conservative viewpoint around what sexuality is. It's about two people coming together to make babies. And what I want to invite is that it's a much broader, wider concept when we are opening to the space of sacred sexuality to say, oh, our sexual energy is not just about creating life it is about creating ourselves creating who we are trusting the power within our being that we can connect with that as a source of healing for our bodies coming into wholeness and oneness with with ourselves and the world around us and that deep connection as well as using that creative sexual power as life force energy as creative manifesting as literally creating the world that we're living in and or creating our projects, maybe artistic projects or work projects 
we can bring awareness to and trust our sexual energy in a way that it can fuel and support that creative facet of ourselves, not just procreative life, but creating the very essence of who we are and the world around us. And even so go to so far as to say to connect with source, with divine, with the universe in the way that each of us relates to that, that it is incredibly powerful to connect with the power of our sexual energy and bring that awareness into our world, our lives and our connection as a way of soul transformation and growth and transcendence connection with divine. So these are, it's powerful. Our sexual energy is incredibly powerful. And so often, you know, tucked away, as I say, tucked away in a little box and put on a shelf, like, oh, I can only bring that sex energy thing out and during these certain circumstances under the covers in bed at night or whatever that looks like with whatever patterns we've written in from our experiences or from what we've learned or thought to be a um, truth. And what I want to invite is connecting with our own truth within our bodies may look different than what societal or cultural norms say are the truth and to trust our own bodies as knowing what the truth is. And we don't have to only look outside ourselves for that answer. So in, in short, when I get these questions of, or, or the statements around like, you know, well, I want to take your class, but I can't do it until I have a partner and, or, you know, almost, almost the assumption will come in of, well, you know, not maybe that it's said directly like this, but almost a sense of like, well, I'm not good enough unless I fill this hole in me with a partner. Like I'm not complete until I find someone to fit into that slot. And, and so there'll be this sort of ho-hum, I can't go explore this thing I'm curious about because I don't have a partner. And I really want to invite strongly that absolutely this is not a path that requires a partner. That, in fact, not just, you know, it, it, it is a practice that starts within. And I'm not just saying this as, oh, well, you know, for now, while you don't have a partner, let's just start solo. No. Like, this practice, when, even when I'm coaching and working with couples or polypods, I'll say, you know, three or four or more in intimate relationship partnerships, um, that even when I'm working with these groups, that what I'm inviting from my own experience, from what I've seen as I've worked with thousands of hours with clients over these years, that the power is really in can we connect with our own self, love, bring loving self-awareness to ourself as a foundation for how we connect with others. And that there's a beauty in both. So we're going to come back to connection and partnership. We're not ignoring that completely. It is also important. But I can't underscore enough, like, the power of this path of sacred sexuality and tantra is as a self-awareness practice. We are infinite beings in finite form. We've come onto this planet on a soul quest, on a journey of growth and transformation that we chose, I believe, you can take this or leave this as you choose. But that our soul said, yes, I do choose to, in, to incarnate this time in a, in a way, come into a body where now I'm going to meet and relate and experience in certain ways that are going to support my soul's development, myself, my being, my authentic self. 
It's not just defined by my ego or personality or the layers of my physical form. The authentic core of my soul being said, yes, please. Come on in. I'm coming in because I'm here to explore and learn and grow and relate. And what that begins with, in my opinion, and what I've seen as being quite powerful, is exquisitely working with self-awareness and the ability to take on that responsibility of self-choice and the empowerment of it that says, I am here in a body and this is important and I am going to relate with the world. And that in that I have a great power and a responsibility to, to relate in ways that are of highest service or of integrity and also to let go in ways that, serve, you know, that, that support myself and my growth. There's a balance there. So what, I'm, what I want to be clear, what I'm not saying here is just to placate. This isn't, oh, you can do this practice alone until someone else comes around. Like, no, that is not at all what I'm inviting. It's that the invitation of this self-work, this self-awareness, this turning and mirroring things inward, reflecting with our own self, even when we're in relationship with other people. It is that very energy, that very self-homework, that human homework that we're doing that will magnetize and is in support of these outside connections. So this journey of, of awareness of self, of sexual connection with our own power, of trusting being in our body, trusting being in our pelvis, something that often is not trusted very much in our own self-exploration, this trusting of dropping awareness and really being in our body and, and exploring our own sexual energy with consciousness, with choice, with empowerment, to me is the very foundation that supports us meeting and connecting with and manifesting, like holding that creative energy that is our sexual energy. Let that be a part of what, you know, fueling the manifestation of a partner into our lives. And I've shared stories about that in my own journey uh, in my classes and even on this show in past episodes. This nature that, we our own human homework of strengthening ourselves and of the confidence, you know, strengthening our confidence in the world that will magnetize and be in support of those outside connections and relationships. So what I'm really inviting here is at a deep, deep level, not just placating, not just doing it in the meantime, not just, well, okay, I'll, 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 I'll just do this now or I'll wait around until uh, this other partnership comes in, but to really slow down, go within and take your own awareness of self and your own life and your own journey, take it into your own hands of responsibility. So not hyper over control, but responsibility like, yes, yes, you are a divine worthy being that is meant to be here and do amazing things on this planet. We each have our own path with that. So connecting with our, what is our authentic purpose? Why are we here this time around? And really the best we can explore, like stepping along that path one step at a time to meet that purpose. That's what supports us then 
to connect and relate, I believe, in ways that align even more deeply with that purpose so that we aren't fighting ourselves. You know, I don't know. This sounds familiar to you, but certainly me in my past. And uh, there was definitely a time in my life where I was walking in about 10 sets of shoes. You know, I was person A at work. I was person B, you know, when I was working out with friends. I was person C in other social situations. I was person D over here as a, as a wife. So that like compartmentalizing and not feeling like you can really be who you are anywhere, but putting on different masks in different situations to sort of fit in. That is something that is really familiar to me from my past. And I tell you what, there's, it, it, that is hard to maintain. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to do any one of those. So now we're putting all this energy into creating and keeping separate these different versions of who we are and walking around in the world that way. A lot, a lot of energy. No wonder we're exhausted. No wonder we feel like we don't have enough time in the day. No wonder it feels like, oh, like I just can't do this anymore sometimes. Speaking from my own experience anyway. And I've heard that not just from me. Others who've come to meet with me say these similar types of things. Like, I, I just want to be myself. I don't feel like I can be myself. And feeling like you can't be yourself anywhere, either with your partner or at work or with friends or at school, like never feeling like you're aligning with who you are. And I can't underscore enough the value of letting ourselves start to trust each piece, one step at a time. But as we do, it's like all these tendrils of energy that have been trying to feed and fuel like the the person A, B, C, and D inside me, you know, and E, F, and G, and like they're fueling all these different needs and ways we're presenting ourselves and how we dress and how we act. And, and instead, can we just rewind back and go, oh, so one step at a time, it can feel overwhelming to ta- tackle that all at once, but one step at a time, listen to your body. How can you let some of those pieces drop away? You know, is there... Oh, person B doesn't really need to exist anymore. You know what? We're just going to let her drop away into the background and, and let person A cover both of those, both of those realms or whatever. But let yourself just slowly start to meet really being who you are and then reshaping and recreating your life in that place. Because as you do, I believe, and I've seen it, I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it with my own journey. I've seen it with hundreds of people where they have said, I am aligning to, here's my truth. And as they do, and as we step into the being authentically who we are, magic happens. So like the universe goes, yay, you're listening. Sweet. So we can walk, you know, along these steps and the universe meets us back with all of this energy and support and resources and like filling us with joy of yes, yes, this is the way. And sometimes that way is paved with having to let some things go, which can feel really hard. Friendships, the shift, you know, um, people who move into or out of our lives and what I want to invite is like letting the space happen for that. When we release and let people go 
And it doesn't have to be in anger. It doesn't have to be about failure. You know, our relating doesn't, it's not about, it, we'll come back to this, but it's not about being together forever or that if we're not, that we've failed. But what's it like to reframe and reshape and repattern how we look at relating, which we're going to come to here in a minute. So the, just letting, letting our house have some space to be who we are and explore ourselves and our purpose and um, what are we, what, how are we guiding ourselves here on this planet? What does that look like? And as we align with that, we can relate and meet with people that will support us in that. And they will step in. You, you might say, well, where am I going to find those people? I want to go find them. Well, you do your own human homework. You support yourself in what you need to see and do and be and let go of the things that are holding, that are blocking, you know. Sometimes there's stuff we're holding on to and it's filling this, it's like this murky I had one once where it was just like this cloud. It felt like this cloud in my field. Like, well, wow, I'm holding on to that. Oh, once I could notice that I was holding on to that and acknowledge it and then shift it, make a choice with the person that I was holding it with, then I can go, oh, I can let that cloud go. Oh, there's space. Oh, sure, you know, sure enough, what do you know? In a week, a new person stepped into that space. And so part of this isn't just about grasping at that thing that's other, but instead of opening the space, doing our own human homework for to ask the universe and co-create with the universe for someone to step in and we can magnetize them in. So this is, this, what we're exploring today is, is a, a wide topic. It's starting with this question of sacred sexuality and Tantra. Do I need a partner? And I want to sum this up right now by, by, countering a common myth and say you do not need a partner to explore sexual sacred sexuality or tantra this is a powerful self-awareness journey and as we relate with others it's also profound so we're going to explore both those pieces here in just a moment after this break You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2017, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. Now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. You, my love. <laughs> Speaking of relating, I love that my love is supporting me on this show, being here, having my back, holding space. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to continue as we're exploring this topic of sacred sexuality and tantra. Do I need a partner? And as we just explored in this first segment, no, you don't need a partner. Really don't. Not just saying that to fill in a gap or to take up some time until you get one. No. Explore and dive deep into the self-awareness path of 
sacred sexuality as a way to, if you choose, also open and hold space in your heart and manifest and create relating and relationships that will serve you in ways maybe you don't even know what to ask yet. You know, don't even know what it is you want to, to hold. And maybe you do, but you might open new doors you didn't even know were there is what I think I'm trying to say. I've found that when I let go into trying to figure it out and just go, okay, I know there's a new thing. Like I'm going to hold space for this new thing and let it in. Then the doors that that might bring into my world were ones I couldn't even name there. We're going to, I want to explore this very broadly. And this has to do to me with the power of the shamanic path that at least it's in the shamanic piece of my journey. I weave traditions from many, many uh, paths and to become, you know, just really what, and I invite this for everyone, really explore and be with your spirituality in the way that is yours. And there are many spiritual paths on this planet and as many beings, you know, as many at least as the number of beings on the planet. So each of us may find our, our own way with that. And we can weave different explorations, teachings, experiences, guides from all across spectrum to be what that is for us. And in my experience with shamanism has probably been my deepest awareness of some of the facets of relating and articulating it in a way that really was super helpful for me. So I'll explain that. To me, what it, the nature of the shamanic path is really about can I drop in to my body? Can I relate with the world around me? So whether that's other humans or maybe plants, animals, crystals, the earth, nature. And in that relating, learn, you know, open to new, deep, powerful knowing that comes from a very core wide, deep place, and that relating with others is really, I believe, why we're here, that if I back up to these core premises that I come back to often, let's, that we are consciousness coming into form, or we are infinite beings in a finite form, that we're an energy or a soul, or however you want to relate to that, coming in, laying into physical form. So as we begin in that journey, you know, in conception and as we're moving on through growing in mama's womb and then birth, it re- we are really consciousness laying into form. And the way the form develops, like the way we develop as form, is through relating and experiencing. And so we're formed and shaped by the world we meet, the field we're held in, the people and the beings that we come into contact with or relationship with shape and form who we are quite physically as well as energetically. And that, that concept has really dropped in for me more and more and more in an embodied way. Like we, I can put words to that, but what I'm really wanting to invite is dropping into our bellies and feeling that, that as, as we come in, you know, we're, we're met with a whole soup of experience, you know, even from early, early on, like as we're, as you know, mom and dad are in conception mode, whether they're aware of that or not, we, we're dropping into that field. 
and that that holding field of awareness that then we rest in with mom specifically and dad, you know, whatever's being created, that what's, how's that impacting our, our development, our growth? And not to say this with any sort of um, like, oh, well, gosh, you know, you start to reflect back and go, well, were my parents even paying attention when they conceived, right? N- not that, like, yes, and both we there are no mistakes or surprises like or there are no what do i want to say as we come in it's all in divine order that's what i want to say so even if it's wow you know parents were surprised we didn't come in as a conscious choice that's okay that's part of our experience and our journey so i'm not saying it to create any sort of blame or even any sort of ill wishes towards um, all of these beings that we interact with through life as we start to really bring deep awareness to our relating of these experiences and this awareness of these relating and these experiences as we relate with just loving awareness and forgiveness for ourselves and for everyone around us we can start it's i find illuminating like really oh that makes sense you know as i noticed and learned more about my birth story like hey i was born and put in a little bassinet across the hall behind glass you know with other babies in a bassinet behind glass which was really the standard in the era that i was born but wow you know mom's just peering behind glass to look to see me there's no there's no holding place there's not the snuggles and the contact and the physical body touch that there could be and again no blame wow, that helps me see the patterning in my body in a new way. Like, wow, makes sense. You know, oh, gee, the way I have maybe anxiety around touch or whatever that may be. Huh, that makes sense. No wonder. You know, I was, I was, I met an experience in this way. So it's, it's a, it's a witness without judgment thing. Can we witness these experiences and our own self-awareness without judging it? And when the judgment comes up, we just watch that and we go, oh, you know, okay, I'm kind of beating myself up for this or I'm blaming my parents for this and go, hmm, can I just watch that? And can I shift to what would really serve? You know, how can I, how can I make peace with this instead? So this relating that I have... Um, come into real deep embodied awareness around um, especially out in nature has helped me learn and know and grow in some really profound ways and this is what I want to take a moment to expand on so so yes this is a self-practice and no matter what we're saying is a self-practice we're always we are humans and we're always relating with other beings on this planet in some way even the most reclusive of, of us relate, whether it's with the earth or with plants and animals. There's, you know, we are in relationship by simply being on this planet. We could not exist without being on this planet. Our electromagnetic field and that of the planet are interrelated. We rely on each other. We need to be in relationship with each other no matter how consciously or unconsciously that's happening, it's how we survive. We would not live if we didn't have that. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. 
so that so for for people for my example in my early life my hyper independent mode which was pretty much this nature of from these things that happened in childhood where I put up the walls and said okay fine I'm going to numb out and not feel because then I don't have to feel the pain that's easier so I made that choice numb out and don't feel and made that other choice that said don't let anyone in especially not a man because they're just going to leave anyway and so those two choices made me this really hyper independent person and you know hey that served too right I learned a lot of amazing skills about I can get shit done and I can do what I need to do and if there's something I'm, I've set my mind to I'm going to get it done on this planet and there's just no doubt and that's an empowering place to be but it can be taken too far and I certainly felt that where well I'm just going to do it all myself and not let anybody in and keep everybody out at bay and guess what that doesn't serve either because we're not letting people in. We're not opening to the vulnerability of opening our heart and allowing this soft sense of relating at a deeply vulnerable place. We're, we're these beings that are physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. You know, it, we can't just turn off any one of those letting ourselves relate at all these deep levels, emotions being one of the toughest, I think, personally, and I see it in, as a pattern in our society. Most people I meet have no problem working out the physical body. Yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and you know, do, this, do this or that, or I'm going to go for a walk or a run or whatever, work out the physical body. Maybe work out the mental body without naming it that, but hey, you know, we're in school or work or education system or whole corporate, you know, political, economic, financial systems on, in our societies are all super headspace, super mental. So we get a lot of work out in that realm if we choose. But emotional? Mm. Often no. Often we're trained, you better not show any emotion. You better hold that back. Man up and be a tough guy. You know, or you're too sensitive, stop crying. Whatever those messages were. So we've, we've built up these walls and these shields and we don't let ourselves relate at that, at that emotional level. And our emotional body needs just as much relating prac to be as our other bodies. So letting ourselves start to bring some awareness to relating as a whole being and feeling the value of that. And what I mean by that is, I know me for one, I had a hard time relating for years, often because I was running around so fast in my head that if I, I couldn't slow down to relate, like if I, if relating, what does that mean? If I'm with somebody, we must be doing something, right? Okay, we're together. What are we doing? Are we doing a project? Are we working on this thing? Are we doing that? Are we going for a run? Are we going for a swim? There's a, you know, even sexually, okay, if we're together and it's about sex, then we must be getting, having sex. So, okay, hurry up and get inside me or whatever, you know, even as I was in a committed partnership, there's this rushed expectation for doing. And what, what I'm inviting, and this is really, it's interesting and intriguing to watch how I'm exploring putting this into words because it's really hard to put into words in the level of embodied relating that I want to invite, which is that simply by being, simply by 
your very existence on this planet, you're valuable. And it's simply by being in beingness with another being. Maybe that's resting in the same room together. You are providing, you are receiving value. You are providing value. You don't have to do a thing. Yes, take up space in this world. You know, how much were we trained as little kids? I certainly was. You know, you don't take up space. You better make yourself small. Don't get in the way. Don't be intrusive. Don't ask questions. Don't look. So make yourself as small as possible so that you are invisible to the rest of the world. That was my experience. And not everybody has that. There are many other ways we may experience. I'm just sharing a pattern. This pattern I have seen show up a lot in other people as well. What I want to invite is the relating. Your value as a being, simply your existence, has value. Simply your existence and relating as you're relating to another being has value. As you sit in nature and simply rest with trees around you and the animal world around you and the plants and stones and crystals, being, slowing down. You don't have to do anything to receive the value of that shared knowing that comes from simply dropping in and being together. Kenneth Ray Stubbs, one of my teachers, uh, I know him as Ray. Ray is awesome about describing this. He, in his work, sexualshaman.com, talks about a practice of energy merging. And he puts words around something that can happen somewhat automatically, but you can bring this real intentional awareness to it that can be quite profound. And it, can, it also just kind of happens during orgasm. So during our sexual connections, when we experience orgasm, which has many definitions, and we'll, we've explored that other times, we'll come back to that. But just if we use a very wide definition that orgasm, you know, any event that manifests energy into this realm, as he might say, um, we're sharing and merging at a knowing level that's profoundly deep. It's not just about um, cognitive knowing, right? So when I'm saying knowing, there's knowing in the knowledge that we talk about with its book and intellectual and reading and talking and discussing and conveying information. Great. That's one facet of knowing something. The knowing, the word I'm using, knowing, I want to expand that to be a deep, non-cognitive coming to awareness of. And it may not even be rationally even at the forebrain. Like it may not be something you can go, oh, yeah, I can name that. But a deep body level experience of and shift in our vibration in a way that changes us at a core energetic structure level. This is what happens when we relate. This is why relating is so important. And by relating, I don't just mean that, you know, person that you spend 30 years with, you know, this can be the person you bump into in the produce department for 30 seconds at the grocery store. It can be the squirrel that's skittering around the backyard right now. You know, the red-tailed hawk sitting up in the pine tree. The pine tree. 
the little bacteria in the soil that's right outside my door. You know, relating and being in relationship with the world, the natural world, it's profound, brings us these shared knowings that are about deeply coming into who we are and sharing that gift of who we are. You know, what does that gift look like? So while, yes, sacred sexuality and Tantra self-practice start there for sure because it brings this sweet foundation that we can bring into relating. Because guess what? If we don't really like ourselves too much, nobody else is going to like ourselves too much either. You know, um, as another one of my teachers says, Leola, is something to the effect of people can only love us as much as we love ourselves. And I believe that to be true. The more I've seen myself trust loving who I am, the more I've seen how I can deepen my loving relationship with my partner because I'm not getting in my own way. So it's that, and both, right? And the more I can receive his true love, right? The more than I can open and trust mine. So we, we do start. So all of this around self is true, but it's not in that super hyper independent way where we're holding everybody at arm's length, which is what I did for years personally. So it's about interdependence. Can we be who we are and follow that path and open to connect with relating as a, as a yes and as a, wow, can I look at the support that I can receive from these fellow beings to be more fully who I am? And then in, as I'm more fully who I am, look how then that shines and reflects for others to feel safe to be more fully who they are perpetuate so it's like as we love ourselves the whole world loves ourselves and we love each other there's a big shift that when we talk about this beginning within I I truly mean that yes we want to change how we relate with others and as we change how we relate with ourselves that changes how we relate with others from a very core yes place not a, not a rigid, I need to change something place, but a real intrinsic, like it happens from a, from a real innate place of being will change how we relate with the world. And then as we really sink into relating with the world, and I encourage literally spend, spend a day out in nature a week. I had a shamanic teacher invite me to do that some, you know, many years ago. And I just thought, how on earth am I ever going to get out on the land for a day a week? Like that's crazy in my suburban lifestyle. I didn't see how that was possible. It's possible. I totally created it. And I do that a day a week. And it's been huge. And it's changed my sexual interactions as I've trusted relating with the world and relating with my own sexual energy and relating with nature. It's changing as I relate with other beings, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, So I invite you, I want to leave a couple questions to just reflect on. So we're, you know, we're exploring again, this is a self-practice, sacred sexuality and Tantra. And yes, it's very much about relating. And as we begin relating and relate and even start to deepen with the partner, there's so much more. And we can explore that. <clears throat> you know, what is, what is one plus one when we're in partnership? It's way more than two. 
you know, we'll come back to this another time, but really starting that, what's it like to deepen in sacred union in a sacred partnership in a partnership that's about evolution together. You're both in self soul growth and transformation individually and together. And to me, that's a powerful place to come to. So some reflection questions as you're exploring relating. You know, what, what do you notice about how you were taught to relate to others when you were a child? So you can create a practice where you just sink into these as reflection, whether it's now or take this podcast and later, get your journal out and sink in, open a sacred space and, and listen to these questions and free write. What do you notice as an answer to these questions? You know, um, what messages did you have? when you were taught about relating with others as a child, sometimes it's messages of don't talk to strangers, you know, don't ask questions or, or don't look at that dog across the street. You only encourage him, you know, encourage him to what? So those are some types of questions. There may be others. What did you notice in your relating as you were growing up and what you were taught about relating? What other ways of relating were assumed in your family? And then to take it into, did you get questions like, have you met a boy yet? Or have you met a girl yet? Depending on what physical body gender perhaps was being assumed in you. What were those expectations spoken or unspoken that were, um, you know, what were those expectations for your relating? That, those expectations. Like, I see it even now where people will relate to, to my daughter with those expectations. I'm like, why? I invite, why do we do that? Why, why do we set up these expectations? So what were they for you? Was it that you'd grow up and pair off? You know, would you grow up and pair off and pair off forever? You know, what, what were expectations, if any, on how that would look? And how did those expectations feel for you? What limiting thoughts or beliefs did you then start to generalize about general groups? You know, we've talked before about my viewpoint on the gender spectrum, this wide, juicy rainbow. But did, was it a wide, juicy rainbow for you? And if so, how'd that feel? Or was it boxes, men and women, girls and boys? And how'd that feel for you? And so explore some of those questions around how relating was guided for you in your childhood as a way to then just notice how does that come into your time now? How, how have those old patterns walked into your relating in the world now? And then let yourself remember your truth and your power, that you don't need someone to fill you, that you're whole and complete just as you are, and yet what's it like to allow someone in when that feels right? And so I invite, as you sit with all that, then come to a place that you can go, what message can I offer myself about relating with others from my own place of enlightened awareness? Like what you know to be your truth and what feels right now. Can you offer yourself a message for relating with others? And then even maybe what mantra, what, you know, what, set of words that you can repeat to yourself could you create from that message that would support you to remember
and let yourself feel into what's it like to relate, to widen from a place of self to a place of, oh, other. And with that, we're going to come back after this short break. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a new website. It's new and improved and mobile-friendly. Check out radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Also, announcing video workshops. Leslie has a new series of sacred sexuality classes now offered by online video. This new format supports those of you across the globe to join in from the comfort of your own space and at your own time. You must register to get private access to the videos. See leslieblackburn.com for details of the classes and to sign up. Leslie also has a Tantric Energy Touch workshop now available on CD. Have you ever wanted to attend a class but were a little nervous about the group setting? Explore a live Tantric Energy Touch class in the comfort of your home with a partner or by yourself. With this audio CD, order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, again, leslieblackburn.com. Also, Leslie's Sacred Sexuality videocast airs monthly. You can choose your level of involvement, whether you want to be part of the conversation live or just sit back and take it in. See details at the website to join in. The next one is Wednesday, February 1st at 10 a.m. Eastern. And a reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements and for private sessions. More information is at the website, leslieblackburn.com. And now, back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Yay. Thank you, my love. Thank you all for joining in. Mm, And I invite you all to settle in once again to noticing feeling your body. And as we've explored today, these questions of sacred sexuality, tantra, can I explore on my own? Do I need a partner? To summarize, yes, this is a self-awareness practice. And as we relate, we learn and grow and learn more about who we are as selves. So yes, and. Yes, self. And as we relate with partners, there is a lot that we can learn and grow and be with. So I invite you to settle in with the breath in your own body. Ah, Dropping into the pelvis, the pelvic bowl, letting belly soften, letting buttocks soften root gates at your perineum, anus and rectum, scrotum, vagina, clitoris, penis, back at the tailbone, all these areas softening. (sighs) To let that connection with earth open. 
maybe dropping your awareness down into your belly, maybe even dropping it down further as if you're releasing a little pebble down the central channel from your perineum down into the roots of the earth. And taking a moment to delight in like, ah, that sense of confidence, of stability, capability. As you feel earth. Ah, and then from that, an inhale to invite in. Mm, yes more please inviting the light and life divine source energy as well a little earth shakti from below and a little grace from above coming in to swirl in the body what I'll call the divine sacred feminine and masculine coming together within our being opening our heart and feeling that light from a deeply embodied yes space to me, that's the power of this. That Yes, the spiritual and the, the grace and the light that sometimes we feel from our heart up in our spiritual practice, what's it like to take that into the body, ground it, embody spirit, not just come up and out into it, which is also divine, but bring it down, open to receive and embody the sense of, hmm, And to deeply reflect on relating. And as you move through your day, taking the sense of what you feel in your body as you connect with earth and take that into the world. What's it like to relate with the world from this deep place in your body, centered awareness? And notice. And then a breath of gratitude for yourself for taking time for this practice to explore and to take the practice of self, awareness, noticing, as a foundation for relating. Gratitude, gratitude. And with that, ah, the deep space in me sees and honors the deep space and light in all and know and feel yourself connected with all other beings on this planet, sort of resting in this field of aware, one connection. All my relations, Matakwiasen. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions, and you can find more information about that at the website. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others 
inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.